Hello and welcome to this week's Fit Finance Sessions with myself, Tom Senegals and Henry Elliston. Hello, how's it going? And uh, I think this week we're going to start off with a bit of an update on the property market. I think it's been quite buoyant over, over the summer, lots of people moving houses and I think Henry's going to sort of recap on what's going on and maybe what's what's ahead for us on, on that basis. Yeah, thanks Tom. It's been quite interesting, hasn't it? So we're in this... Uh... We're in this recession, um, people are worried about their jobs, um, people are worried about whether they're still going to have a job at the end of the year if they have still got their jobs. Um, and yet I see in the papers this morning that property prices have now hit their highest level on average ever. Um, so the average new selling price for a house is over £323,000, which allegedly is at 1.1% since last last month and over five and a half percent since this time last year which is which is huge growth given the uh, given the current economic situation we find ourselves in um and it comes and you know and, it, and, it, and in spite of the fact that actually a lot of mortgage lenders especially for first-time buyers have have restricted their lending so loans with five percent deposits or even ten percent deposits have been very much restricted and uh, making it harder for them to uh, to get on the ladder. Um, and so I suspect that a lot of this has come about um, for two reasons. Um, one is the stamp duty holiday that, that the Chancellor has, has provided, which as a reminder is, so you don't pay stamp duty now up to half a million pounds. So from naught to half a million pounds, stamp duty rate is 0%. Um, and no doubt that has driven some people into, uh, into buying properties um, and, and getting on the ladder, or not getting on the ladder, but buying the property as quickly as they can. And also, I think there's been some talk about people wanting to move out of the larger conurbation, so out of wherever, London, maybe Birmingham, Liverpool, Manchester, to the surrounding countryside area. So they've got a bit more, uh, so we're working from home, you want a bit, bit of a bigger garden or a bit of a bigger room to call your study rather than working from your bedroom. So I suspect that those are the, the, those are the reasons that are driving it. And one other reason I suspect is that um, a lot of people, uh, landlords especially, would have been granted bounce back loans um, by the Chancellor at the back end of, um, of, of the lockdown. And I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if a number of those people are using those bounce back loans to, to reinvest into property, um, which I'm not entirely convinced was what the purpose of the bounce back loan was. Um, but nonetheless, you know, if you're going to be given money on the cheap, um, why not use it to, in, to invest in something? I mean, if you're already a, a landlord, why not go and invest in more property? So it's an interesting thing. And I suspect that property prices continue, probably continue to rise for the next three or four months. Um, I dare say that the San City holiday comes to an end in March. So it wouldn't surprise me if you see boom all the way up, uh, through until March. It'll certainly be a, a maddening dash to complete before the, the stamp duty holiday is removed. Uh, and your guess is as good as mine as to what happens to property prices next year. But I'm, I'm personally not particularly optimistic. I would sit back and wait for property prices to fall. I reckon your savings might be greater than the stamp duty savings you make right now. But that's, you know, who knows? That's crystal ball searching. But that's yeah. why I played on the property market. I have been hearing from people selling and buying properties in, in the market that actually uh, people are just asking silly money because of because it's all been 
uh, I guess, moving forward or booming because of this uh, stamp duty holiday. Um, I think there is a bit of pent up demand. I think it has been a bit flat for a while and therefore people maybe who were thinking of moving and were sitting tight have probably seen, well, okay, it's going to save me 20 odd grand. I'll, I'll get on a move now. But yeah, I think um, it could start to slow down come come the end of this uh, this this holiday period. Um, I guess whilst uh, property prices have been booming, I think markets have been moving quite well and hopefully um, there is talk of a, a vaccine from Pfizer, um, which should hopefully push markets further forward um, because that would sort of signal a return to normal and therefore companies can earn the profits and uh, operate in a way that they're, they're used to. Um, how much of that pushes on, we don't know, but um, given a lot of government spending, lots of stimulus, a vaccine, I think, uh, and actually lots of companies probably adapting well and uh, trimming where they need to, it probably puts them in a good um, state for going going forwards. Um, China in particular, um, which has come out of coronavirus probably a bit before everyone else and seems to be uh, doing well, they had really good GDP data. Um, uh, today they grew 4.9% year on year in, in the third quarter, um, which is a little bit behind expectation, but um, significantly better than, than before. Um, and I think there is talk around, um, I know I've mentioned it in the last few weeks, um, around the election. Uh, Biden is tipped to win that election and probably gain control of the House and the Senate. Uh, altogether um, and that could lead to a bit of a headwind for um, corporate earnings in America UK uh, US equity sorry had a, a really good bump when Trump came in put a lot of tax cuts and that's just money on the bottom line to make values go up because they're earning more money um, could be the reverse uh, come a Biden win but I think uh, you might see uh, in more ethical um, investments or particularly green energy, um, a Biden uh, Biden win would see shares in those sort of sectors win. So, um, uh, and it doesn't mean it's a bad thing for um, for, for normal energy stocks either. Um, there could be some tighter regulation, but that could put push prices up. So actually co commodities um, could benefit from, 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 uh, from a Biden win as well. So uh, yeah, it's just about staying diversified um not having all your eggs in one basket and uh yeah uh we'll, we'll see what happens but it keeps it interesting yeah correct i think the other thing on the other thing on the market front there is is what's going to happen with brexit um uk stocks i saw a report over the weekend is now historically cheap in in comparison to other stock markets around the world and and, and i think this is driven by by a couple of things um one covid but the other is this ongoing uncertainty around Brexit, whether we get a deal and um, and how easy that deal is. Um, and and as yet, still, you know, the, the news is it was meant to have happened, wasn't it already? Still no deal. But but um, but still they continue to try. And I think they're like, talking about having a, a fortnight where they all just get locked down in a room and they have to come out with a deal at the end of it, I think is the current um, the current idea. Really interested if it happens, and like this, I think a, a proper Brexit with a proper strategy, alongside a vaccination, um, will will be will be a boom for the market. I can really see huge huge growth, but I would 
I said back at the beginning of the year, I reckon the FTSE 100 will close at 6,500. I'm looking a long way short on that guess right now. But I reckon with a proper Brexit and, uh, and as I say, um, vaccine, I might not be too far off. But um, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I think I think definitely. I think if you think the FTSE was at 7,000 plus not so long ago, um, then yeah, 6,500 with a, with a Brexit deal would be easily doable and the, the companies in the FTSE 100 in particular are big international companies they are making money largely overseas I think 70% of their earnings come from overseas um, it just tends to be that we have more of the industrial stocks mining stocks uh, but there's there's big companies out there I mean we do we only have a minimal exposure to tech orientated companies a bit like Ocado but they're they're doing really well so yeah plenty of room to to maneuver and uh, I know European stocks have been been rising quite a bit as there's that worry over over the US as well so um yeah always optimistic um there'll always be bumps but um I think uh yeah generally I think come come middle of the next year we should be should be in a good place um I think that's everything from me. Anything else from you, Henry? Not, not today. Well, um, I hope you enjoyed that quick update. Um, we'll be coming out with some more content, maybe some more informative things around tax planning and other bits in recent weeks. So if you've got anything you want us in particular to cover, then then please let us know and, and, and leave us a comment below, uh, below the post on LinkedIn. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.